Welcome to the BRP Podcast. I am your host, Steve Ailey, and I am here from our brand new studios. Again, it is the Pool Room Studios, but it is no longer the Bonnie Bee Mansion. It is the Berwick Mansion. That's right, people. I'm a homeowner. I am a landlord now. Um, I have this, you know, amazing sense of, like, power with that. You know, I get to stand up in my ivory castle and look down at the peasants. Just kidding. Um, I, <laughs> I bought a shit-ass house in Parkville. Uh, you know, trying to get the life moving forward a little bit, not not always the easiest thing when you're in the bar business. But I'm here, joined by my fantastic co-host. We had a little bit of a rough start to the night. He's feeling ornery. <laughs> I'm feeling ornery. But I think that that friction is going to come out in a beautiful, beautiful recording this evening for you people. Mike, how are you? Yeah, once again, if you want to see more friction between me and Steve, just subscribe to the OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, you know, Mike, I thought that's why we use lube, though, you know, try to keep it gliding. <laughs> no, man, I've, I'm, I'm really excited to be here. It's, it's been too long since we've done one of these, so Absolutely. It's, 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 I've been looking forward to it all day long. So, Speaking of it's been too long, what the fuck is new, my friend? Okay, What's well, before, before that, we got a little bar cleaning we got to get through, okay? okay? All right, first of all, thank you, all of our regulars, all of our listeners, um, you know, as you've heard Steve and I say multiple times, this is a, a passion project for us. We, we genuinely enjoy doing this and we're going to keep it going either way. Um, but you know, we've had some fans reach out to us and, you know, we just had regulars on our, you know, social media interacting. And I can't tell you, but from the bottom of our hearts, it means so much to us. So and inspirational. It, it really is. It really gives us the motivation to really want to keep doing this and, and can keep improving it and making it better for you guys. So thank you so much. We love you guys. And, you know, not to get mushy, man, but this has been a special experience for me because we've interviewed some of my best friends. And, you know, those episodes, I'm, I'm going to cherish those. Like, I'm going to be an old man if I'm lucky enough, like on my deathbed, drinking dirty gin martinis, listening to the Bartender Ramp podcast, you know. So I really, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of this. And I'm, I'm really glad that, you know, we're connecting with some of you out there. So thank you so much. Just stay tuned and, and it'll keep coming and it'll keep hopefully getting better. Who, who knew when this guy was yelling about salt, saltwater crocodiles all twisted <laughs> out of his mind that he had a soft side, huh, people? He's emotional. But no, seriously, to echo what Mike said, I mean, you guys have been fantastic. I know that this is, uh, you know, this is a small community right now, but we are we are small but mighty. And we are growing. Um, and we love all you guys out there that are listening. So um, thank you for listening along and drinking along. We're having fun doing this. We're going to keep doing it. Um, a couple quick other housekeeping things. Mike has been crushing it with the BRP jukebox. We had the end of summer jukebox absolutely blow up. Um, we have the BRP dive bar uh, jukebox no, yeah, the as well. BRP jukebox and the BRP beach bar. That's right. And, and I'm yeah. sure we're going to have some more cool ones coming for things like Halloween and the holidays oh, coming you, up. Dude, you better fucking know I've got a Halloween So playlist, everybody look man. out for those. <laughs> you know, if you need a good playlist, Mike's there for you. Yep. On, on, the, on the merch side, our merch company is officially live, people. <laughs> it is going to be – the link is going to be in this episode. We're going to update all the other episodes on our social media with that, but – um, check us out. We're at Prodigy DTG backslash the Bartender Rant Podcast. We have hoodies, T-shirts, tank tops, all kinds of stuff with all of our cool logos on there. Again, guys, 100% of these proceeds are going into us doing more of these shows. This is not a profit business. Like Mike said, this is this is a passion project. We are trying to find ways to get around the country, interview interview more cool bartenders, and look long term. We want to give back. We want to find ways. Um, to where this this pod can not only support people in the service industry, um, but just you know support our local communities, and we're gonna find really cool. Yeah, ways by to support our local communities, we mean we're just gonna open up a bar, all right? Hey, listen, bartenders <laughs> gotta pay their rent too. Okay, they gotta pay their rent too. So, all right. 
Anyway, without further ado, Mike, what's new this week? What's going on with you? Okay, so really quick, I have one more bar cleaning thing. This is oh, this fuck has been off. Just Jesus. listen to me because this has been bugging me since it happened. Okay, episode uh, nine, episode ten, we talked about Steve Buscemi um, playing uh, he in Pulp Fiction. He was a waiter, and in Brian was like, "In what waiter did he play?" Every and Steve Steve all pompously is like, "People think it's Buddy Holly, but it it was Buddy Holly. It was all right, Holly. <laughs> it's Buddy Who's Holly." He mistaken as in the movie, I can never remember. <laughs> I don't know, but we, but it was, and also, uh, we were talking on episode nine about, uh, the cream and the butter and catch me if you can. That was not Steve Buscemi. That was Christopher fucking Walken. All right. Steve, Steve calls himself a cinephile and we've got some erroneous claims on this podcast already. Okay. First off, listen, I, I, I am a cinephile. I will say (laughs) that I have made plenty of mistakes on this pod while, while impaired more than slightly. So. Okay, so that's all the bar cleaning I've got. We can move on now. All right, tell, all right you just had to point out my mistakes. You know what? I'm going to hijack what's new. You don't deserve what's new. You don't, Come get to, on. you don't deserve to tell people what's going on in your life. It's I'm going nice. to hijack this. So, all not right, nice. guys. Um, like I said, I bought a house. Uh, with home ownership comes yard work. Let me let me, just, <laughs> let me just give a PSA out there for all you nice people. Um, if you're going to do yard work, doesn't matter what you're doing. Clearing brush, cutting the lawn, chopping down trees do yourself a favor. It does not matter how hot it is, wear long sleeves and pants. Uh, <laughs> your, uh, your friendly voice here got into some poison sumac about two weeks ago and pretty much nearly died. Had to go to the yep. hospital. I was throwing up. I had a fever. I had poison sumac on 90% of my body. Um, at one point, I, I did some research online because I could not stop itching myself like a crackhead. And I find out that apparently menthol cream is really effective for treating sumac. They didn't say in the article that you're, if you have sumac on 90% of your body, you shouldn't put menthol cream on you. So I cover <laughs> my body in menthol cream. I try to go bartend my bartend ship. I'm, I'm wearing <laughs> pants and long sleeves, 90 degree weather here in Baltimore in August. And I am itching myself, and I'm also frozen because I'm covered in menthol cream. I smell like some old man that just came from the Y, you know, like that, that you know, his muscle, you know, he, he's worth, put, he's got like Tiger Ball muscle relaxer all over like him. Like Ben Gay all over him, and, yeah. And, and what I ended up doing is that menthol dropped my body temperature so much that I gave myself a cold. I mean, it was, <laughs> dude, I was a mess. I was an absolute mess uh, for a good two weeks. I, I'm happy to say that other than... A few little uh, itches here and there uh, on my kneecaps. I'm back in action. Do not wear tank tops and shorts when you're doing the yard work, uh, like like me, like an idiot. Um, but... Yeah, I'll say that you sent me those pictures of just 20%, not 90%. I didn't want to see all that, but that was that was pretty brutal, man. That looked really rough. Well, listen, all 90% are up on the OnlyFans, but we will put up <laughs> a few, uh, we'll put a few pictures of my misery up on uh, just the regular instagram and social feeds so you guys can check them out but look we're back in action i am itching to get into this pod we have oh. awesome guest tonight we <laughs> have uh we have our we're, what are we i guess we'll just call him jim we got okay. our buddy jim here tonight he's going to be anonymous awesome bartender um known through the grapevine he's kicked ass in in the historic fells point district here in baltimore so excited about some of his stories of uh just the bartending scene down here in downtown Baltimore, and he has, Mike, one of my favorite cocktails of all time. I'm just going to tease it right now. You, you, you've, it might be from a famous, famous movie uh, <laughs> with a guy named The Dude, but we'll get into it. All right, without further ado, here is Jim. 
All right, guys, we are here with Jimmy tonight. Can't wait. Uh, we're just going to call you Jim. It's an easier way to be anonymous. And Jim has uh, is going to be doing some white Russians for us. All right, so we're going to get right into it. Jim, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, Steve, Mike? Uh, doing good, sir. We're great, man. We're great. I can't tell you how happy we are to have you. Uh, I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. It really is a pleasure. And, you know, I, it, it took a little bit of me hunting you down, <laughs> but you finally you – finally, uh, Agreed. What was the what was the final kicker? Was it just my persistence? It was persistence for sure. Yeah. The missed yeah. calls, the voicemails. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have threatened him by saying I was going to rub Sumac, uh, you know, on, on his, uh, you know, high five him with Sumac if he didn't come to the pod. But, yeah. Um, and and Jim, thanks for being a trooper because what our listeners don't know is we have had a hell of a time tonight getting the audio set up. So. It's, it's nine twelve p.m. Eastern. Jim showed up at eight for the recording. <laughs> it has been an absolute cluster. So thank you so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Of course, anytime. Pumped, man. So look, we're gonna get right into it. You know, um, why don't you kick it off with us? We got these great cocktails. Yeah. I'm gonna tell the people a little bit about the history of the White Russians. Why don't you mix them up for us? Yeah. And, and you can kind of tell us how, how you like to make them. Sure, no problem. So the way I like to make them, um, I mean, it's pretty standard here. We're going to do pretty much um, two ounces of vodka, ounce of coffee liqueur, pick your poison, and then we're going to do half and half, um, not the milk, not the heavy cream, but the half and half. Yeah, so and that's like key. It. That's key. I mean, you can do, you know, you, like most of our recipes, you can mix up like some di some different parts. I think the standard is really like equal parts vodka and the coffee liqueur and then heavy cream or milk, you know, as you please. I like, to, I got to go heavy cream. It's got to be something like half and half heavy cream to give it a little bit more of that body. I'm definitely somebody that will tell my bartenders, load it up with the coffee liqueur. Let's go heavy, heavy there. So, um, Wait, now, Jim, Jim said, sorry, I was grabbing the ingredients. So Jim said half and half, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. And yeah. that's, Jim, I love you, man. Uh, that That's always how I had mine. And the, the, the White Russian's a really sentimental cocktail for me because it was the first drink I ever had with Dirty Tom. Is that right? I was on a white Russian kick when I moved to Baltimore, and that was the first drink that we ever had together and the first drink ever made for him. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Thank you. You know what else is great about the white Russian? Not that um, cocktail preparation skeeves me in any way. I love it. In fact, it, it's almost like its own kind of ritual. But there's nothing like a cocktail you can throw together in, like, less than 20 seconds. Yeah, it's an easy one. That that's what that's another reason why the Negroni is such a great one. You know, equal part, equal part, boom, it's in your mouth. And and, yep. and then you get you get right to the drinking. So, uh, Mike, we'll give you another second to mix yours up because I know you're remote right now and give a little background on uh on the White Russian. This is a cocktail that date, dates back to the 1940s. Um and contrary to popular belief, it's actually not Russian at all. The reason it got its name is obviously the use of the vodka. Um, but it's been called a lot of different things. You know, there's white Russians, there's black Russians without the heavy cream. Another popular name for the drink um, was actually a Southern Russian or a Southern, um, uh, uh, a coffee Southern. Um, apparently it's been pretty popular in different, um, you know, regions of the country. I think the reason that uh, our generation loves the drink is because of the Big Lebowski though. You know, it has become this iconic piece of pop culture uh, through Jeff Bridges and that movie. 
Um, I, I actually like how he refers to it in that movie. He calls them the Caucasians. Those are the Caucasians. <laughs> you know, it has that beautiful uh, lack of melanin uh, color to it. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, it's it's a great drink. It's perfect. It's sweet. And I will tell you, I don't care what anyone to, uh, anyone says about Bloody Marys and mimosas. This is the ultimate brunch drink. If I wake up hungover on a Saturday or Sunday morning and I want my eggs and my bacon and my pancakes, I want a nice white Russian on the side. That sweetness to get my day going and kill my hangover. Dude, so, I, I always felt like it was. It's like an adult chocolate milk. Absolutely, absolutely, and and how perfect it is. So. Fantastic. That is delicious, mm. my yeah. friend. You did, you did yeah, I mean, you've outdone yourself. I want to add, uh, it's kind of sad that we're unable to use the old joke at the bar um, where it was, what do you call an Alex Ovechkin? And it's a white Russian with no cup. And we can't use it anymore. <laughs> I like that. And, and, yeah, I, Mike doesn't get that. Yeah, it's a sports joke, I'm assuming, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I dig that. I like that one a lot. Um, uh, well, dude, these are perfect. And we're going to get right into it here. So, um, Jim, we always start <laughs> the pod the same way. We like to start with the drink dip. So, you know, how everybody's trying to flex on LinkedIn. They're trying to look hot. Hey, my career's doing so well, but secretly they're paying the rent with change and they're hanging out, eating lunch at the Chuck E. Cheese. It's going to be, you know, this is, this is kind of the same thing. We want just the back story of your life in the service industry. So how'd you get into the service industry? Kind of what is the level of your experience? Like what positions have you had? And, you know, um, where, where are you at now? Sure, sure. So I started the service industry, I guess, what, dating way back. It was working the snack bar at my local pool. Really? Yeah. Uh, you know, serving the hot dogs, dealing the, you know, soft pretzels, things like that. And then <laughs> um, my first actual restaurant job was a place called Piv's Pub in Cockeysville, Maryland. Okay. Um, worked as a food runner, expo. That summer, went to the beach, opened up a new rope walk. Uh, oh, really? Ocean City. Actually, it was Fenwick, Fenwick Island. So you you're, you really, like, incrementally, I mean, earned your way up. Yeah. Oh, 100%. That's awesome. 100%. From snack from snack bar to uh, behind the bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, I came back home. Uh, Pibs was no longer there. I uh, thought I was going to have a job. They were closed down forever. So I ended up getting a job at a bar at Fells Point where I bust tables, ran food, expoed, served, then bartended. So nice. pretty much did a little bit of everything. Absolutely. Front of what, uh, um, you know, Fells Point, for those of you that are, are not super familiar, um, is a historic bar district here in Baltimore. We've talked about it a lot on the pod. Um, you know, we had Sid Borchman, who came from Horseshoe, uh, uh, Horseshoe came in on. Uh, I think we had, um, I don't remember. Justin, who. Justin. Yeah, we had Justin, who had been at Cooper's, Solange's, and, and, and Woody's. And then uh, we also had one of our favorite episodes. We had, um, uh, I'm, I, why am I m- missing her name right now? Emily. Emily, yes, you Emily. fuck. <laughs> Emily, who had Penny Penny Black, which I've been to now, and it's absolutely awesome. Um, yeah, and then, of course, uh, Brian was down at uh, One-Eyed Mike's. Yeah, so. so we've had a lot of Fells Point influence on this pod. So mm-hmm. here's here's what we're going to do. Because we need to keep uh, our, our wonderful guest tonight anonymous, um, every one of those restaurants that we just named, that is not Stomping Ground. He is from his own unique, famous place in Fells. Um, but, but Jimmy's from his own bar. I mean, like this is its own staple. That's a great thing about Fells, this huge bar district. It has so many great, like famous places down there. Um, 
how do we describe your spot without uh, giving it away? I mean, it is. When I think of it, I think live music. Yeah, 100 percent live music is key. There's a couple down there, uh, quite a few big uh, live music venues, uh, places that do it every night. Uh, a good way to describe it is it's somewhere where people kind of frequent on a Saturday night. Uh, oh yeah, it's this is this yeah. is a high volume joint yeah, for a sure. High volume, a lot of turn and burn, um, a lot of speed bar tending. So it's not it. It has good food too. Don't get me wrong, good brunch as well, but. I think the the main part of it is is speed bar. Yeah, it's it's the uh, hey you're gonna have to wait in the queue, but you're gonna that's where you go for some fun. I my the the reason I fell in love with that place was they would have the bands on the floor, you know, and you'd walk in and you'd walk through the front door and there would be this band just crushing, just going crazy two feet away, and you'd go grab a drink and then you could go upstairs and they have that amazing like cutout where you can look down at. Onto the, um, you know, onto the band as well, which is super cool. So, all right, that's awesome. So, are you still now? You're not there anymore, right? You've you've kind of made your move. I've kind of made my move. I worked there for eight years. Wow. Better. So, yeah, I made a little move. Um, I hopped out of the bar game for a little bit, but I kind of have a new venture on the way, starting this weekend at Bell's Point, different place. Uh, so, nice. Yeah. Nice. Might find me out there. It's a it's a new squeeze. So all right, we're excited. To, we're gonna have to send some business your way. We'll still keep it anonymous. We'll just say, hey, go whisper and ask for Jim. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, well, look, man. You know, we always like to um, we always like to prepare our bartenders um, for the gauntlet, which is what Mike and I call the top ten questions that we uh, kind of take every bartender through. Um, for all of you listeners out there, you know. Now that you got your white Russians mixed up, you heard a little bit of uh, Jim's background in the bar business. Make sure you're listening along and drinking along, and uh, cross your fingers and hope that uh, Jim Jimbo here gets through this unscathed. But uh, uh, let's kick it off, man. So this is the gauntlet. All right, Jimmy. Question number one, my friends, pet peeves and misconceptions. Tell us about some of your bartender pet peeves, service industry pet peeves that just really bug you. Sure. So I'm not sure if this may have been stated before, but um, one of my biggest pet peeves is going to a table. So if you're, in serve, you're serving, right, or you're bartending, going to a table, and you're, you have a packed house, you have your time and order, you know, you know, who is ready for what, who needs a drink, who needs to put an order in, who's ready to cash out, and you have a new table, and they say, um, I'm ready. You know, they raise their hand, oh, I'm ready right now, okay? Yeah. And then you get there, and- They're not ready. It's, let's They're read the ready. menu, let's read the menu together. Like, and then like, they, start talking to, they start talking to other people at the table, what do you want, yeah. what do you get? Where are the appetizers? <laughs> yeah, like let's sit down, like I should sit down, and like we should just look at it together. <laughs> That would be an incredible move, honest to God. Pull up a chair, sit down, start eating some French fries. You know what I mean? You know, take a sip out of somebody's drink. And then, yeah, and but have, haven't you ever had those bartenders or servers that come up and sit at your table with you, and it's super fucking creepy? I'm that yeah. guy. Yeah, totally of course, exactly. But yeah, I rest my case. I also am the guy that will go to a knee and and take an order. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Just insert your tip here, sir. That's 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 a good one, though. I mean, I, <laughs> I've always um kind of to piggyback off this, and we've talked about this a little bit on on the show before. 
Um, one of the ones that always gets me is, and it's in the same vein, it's when I come up to a table and I take an order, right, for a drink, and then I go get that, and I come back, and then somebody else needs something now. And I get it. That can happen occasionally where it's like you're not paying attention or you were in the bathroom and now you need something. But a lot of times it's just you ignoring me. I was at the table. I just asked if anybody needed anything. What changed in the 30 seconds I ran and got that Miller Lite? Now I got to run back again. It's just, you know, like be conscious. Like we, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to help you. Let me help you. And, and don't make me run multiple times and then be inefficient because that's actually how we get backed up. You know, I think a lot of times um, when, Mike, on this pod, we're trying to give people the roadmap of how to better maneuver the service industry, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that um, maybe we don't talk about enough is being conscious of what slows down service. Yeah. Some of the things that you're doing are slowing down service for other tables. And, and for yourself, when, inadvertently, yeah. Yes, yeah, sometimes when you are that other table and you're like, what the fuck? You're not realizing that there's a different asshole at a table three feet away from you that is hamstringing this person. Yeah, and, and it's it, like it's like the assholes in Baltimore who all drive in the fucking passing lane under the speed limit, well, and they don't understand. Nationwide, okay? No, it's not. It's no, illegal it's pretty, in Kansas, you fucking asshole. It, it is pretty bad here. It is. Get your bad. shit together. <laughs> well, that dude, that's a pretty good one. I mean, that's an absolute classic. Um, Mike, any, didn't you tell me you had a good pet peeve for this week? Uh, well, you know, it's uh, it's it actually this is Jimmy something that you may have seen in your speed bar days, or maybe you have even done. And it's not a huge pet peeve, but it kind of it irks me when I see it. It's whenever a bartender lines up multiple shots, and then they go to they pour the first shot, and then they just go right to the next one, spilling booze as they go. Right, because all you have to do is you just you just kind of jolt the bottle down. It makes an air bubble that goes up. You move to the next one, and then once the air bubble settles, then the the liquor keeps pouring out. So you don't have to make a mess. You just pour air bubble, pour it's air so bubble, much fun pour. To make a mess though. <laughs> but I just I, I hate it when I see them line up shots and they just pour it all over the fucking mat, man. I'm just like, what? It just it just looks so tacky to me. So. It's not a big one, but also I've been going out in Pittsburgh a little bit more, and I can't tell you how many fucking whiskey shots people have chilled for me. And I'm I'm oh. on a crusade. I'm on a crusade right now, like being really nice, but trying to teach these people like this is not how you serve a fucking shot of whiskey. Man. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> um, it, it's you know we could probably jump right to worst drink orders there. If you ask me to chill, you know, if you ask me to chill whiskey or tequila, I'm I'm gonna think less of you. I really am. <laughs> I, I I can't help myself. So. All right, question number two, Tim. Best tips and worst tips, my friend. Like, talk to us about, like, some of those times you were like, wow, you were a shithead all night, but then you just gave me 35%. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah, well, that happens actually a little bit more than I, I thought it would. But yeah, um, the bad tips, I really try not to harp on the bad tips. You know, I think that will ruin my night. I think one bad tip, though, it's kind of funny that always surprises me. It's like, if you ever worked at a bar, that only does like quarters for change and you end up giving change to a customer in cash and you get back a couple pennies, a couple nickels, a couple <laughs> of times. Like you can't give that back to the registry. You can't give it back to the house. You can't exchange it for anything. Right. And you're just like, all right, I guess I'm taking this home. I mean, it's just I guess, I guess I jingle now. I guess I jingle <laughs> when I walk now. That's, That's what I do. <laughs> um, but I would say um, you said best tips as well. Like a best tip situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, when Nyquist won the Preakness like yeah, three yeah. or four years ago, uh, probably the one of the best 
things I've ever had. It was a, we were working at brunch, and we were about to close up. Team Nyquist comes in after winning. The trainers come in. Really? Oh, wow. And they were just uh, doing – it was like three of them was the trainers, and they, they were doing shots of Herodora. Oh, my favorite tequila. Yeah, great tequila. <laughs> so, I mean, we were selling it for maybe like 11 bucks a shot, and they would buy them for a couple other people, whatever. So every time they would be like, all right, $54 tab, here's 100 bucks. keep the change. Keep the nice. change. And by the end of it, I mean, we're walking out with like me and the other bartender and slipped putting 250 just off of those shots. Amazing. Um, yeah, <laughs> on like 45 minutes, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing like big money horse racing. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys, you guys are right in the cup for that, man. I'll tell you what, one of, one of my dreams would, would be to, to do a live show from the infield. And and have and have some bartender at the Preakness, you know, that would be awesome. <laughs> that from, would be cool. From a deck, have our own. You know, listen, if this thing ever blew up, have our own bartender rant podcast tent in in the infield. That's, Fuck that! I want I want box seats, man. You well, I mean, listen, the box seats are not where the real people are. All right, I want to be <laughs> I want to be on the ground with with the the children that are doing cocaine and porta potties you know what i mean and <laughs> running around in the mud that's 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 where the real fun is um no i let I, I will have to i have to say i've always i've always felt that ever since god i did it again jesus you're gonna have a lot of shaking on this episode just jimmy you know, leave say this fucking in. jimmy guys listen i <laughs> our, our wonderful uh guest here jim he needs to remain anonymous okay and i keep saying his name like an idiot all right like a stupid idiot so if you're sick of all the shakes you've heard from from right now, uh, blame me. Don't blame Michael. All right. um, no, I, I will say you always have this very like zen quality about you when you're behind the bar. Um, you have a really even keel demeanor. You know, I, I am definitely more emotional when I'm behind the bar. Like, um, I think it's because like if you set me off on a bad mood, you know, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna hide that. You know what I mean? You have this very even keel demeanor you always seem like you know pleasant and happy and and, and very zen and so when you say you said earlier that you try to take the bad tips in stride i was like good for you man like i actually really believe that you do that you know <laughs> that, that, that the way that you handle them is with you know hey you know, grace we, yeah <laughs> we, we we can't all be great people you know uh, uh, i hope you burn in hell and i'm gonna <laughs> you know i'm gonna move on with my uh with my evening now but all right Question number three, and 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 this is I you know I kind of alluded to this earlier. Worst drink orders. I I have to hop in really quick before I let you go. Um, I I have a vendetta that I need to get off my chest, and this is maybe a, a half of a pet peeve, half of a, a a drink order situation. Women out here in this world that uh oh. Think uh oh. Uh, yeah, it's this dangerous territory. This is dangerous territory. Okay, ladies, ladies, listen. I love you. You're wonderful. Okay, those of you that order Patron or white tequila, blanco tequila, silver tequila. All right, I need you to hear, heed these words, and hear me right now. That is not good tequila. It's not okay. Literally, chemically speaking, a clear tequila cannot be better than any other tequila. It's aged less. It has no uh, um, higher potency to it. It doesn't have any additional flavoring. A, a silver tequila is garbage. It, it, any, it does not matter what company it is. If you go for a 
$40 per glass Don Julio, and it's a silver tequila. That's not better than the Don Julio Añejo, Arepo, or Mezcal. It's not. It physically cannot possibly be. So I don't want to have this conversation with you again that I want your nicest tequila. Give me Patron. And, and then I tell you, hey, if you really want our nicest tequila, I have seven other options that are not this, that are actually good, that taste really good. I, we just need to have this conversation. because Just because it's clear actually does not mean that it's better. In fact, do you know that moonshine and almost every alcohol, including whiskey, when it comes out of the distillation process is clear? And as it ages and grows uh, with body and flavor and all these other complexities, it adds color to it. And so one of the things you need to understand is that if you think that you're drinking a high-end tequila, okay, because it's clear, it's a Blanco, you're wrong. And I'm sick of having this argument with you. Hey, that per, first of all, man, I, garbage. I like I like the taste of moonshine. I like this the so street food that I enjoy the I taste like the of it. I taste the moonshine because 30 seconds after I taste it, I can't <laughs> feel any of my body. Well, and this and this rant kind of reminds me whenever we, you know, the last episode we talked, Dirty Tom and his brother and some other people were all coming down to visit for Dirty Tom's birthday. And it reminds me of something that Jake said, and Jake is uh, an avid listener of the podcast. Oh yeah, and we Love were talking Jake. about we were talking about the podcast a little bit, and he was like, "Yeah, he's like Steve talks a lot." <laughs> Sorry, I just got, I got I got to poke you a little bit, buddy. I, I, listen, I talk too much on this pod, but the reason I talk too much is so that you don't go into another fucking death rattle rant about muck breaking or muck banging. Or well, you're making me you're making me want to drink right now, right? Oh yeah, well, all right, all right, I'm gonna throw it back because we're stealing this time right now. All right, so um, tell us worst drink orders, worst drink orders, worst drink orders, um. Classic one has to be the late night lemon drop when you're super busy. Just a, a round of lemon drops um, when you're <laughs> stacked, you know, three deep at the bar, and you have sugar going everywhere. Um, it's just a pain. It's just a pain. But one that I've noticed more recently has been the order of cocktail, and it's less ice, and it coming mm. back, it coming back as not being strong enough, and I don't understand the order of less ice you, you can put in a, a smaller glass uh that doesn't work large glass um it's got too much you know extra juice or whatever you're putting in the cocktail and i don't know what customers sometimes think is you know i have a glass i don't have enough ice i guess i have to fill it up with more booze my buddy orders his dr pepper with less ice which makes sense because you get more dr pepper but yeah, less ice doesn't mean you're getting an extra shot in your drink. And we've right. we've talked so much about uh, extra extra shots that people are trying to, you know, yeah. Um, I'd be happy to give you a double if you want to pay for it. It's always <laughs> exactly. that conversation. But it's like uh, these these people think that like, hey, if I sweet talk the bartender, or if I ask him for less ice, there's going to be more booze less, in it. You know, less ice. Um, that's that's always one. And the other thing is, I will I tell you, some drinks are really portioned out ice and the actual mm -hmm. cocktail and the parts to right. be made that way. So like, yeah. how many times, Mike, have we talked about on this pod of somebody ordering a real specialty cocktail or a cocktail their way, right? Like, yeah. like with. Um, kind of almost like with a, uh, an off menu, like, hey, I like my margarita. X, yeah, well, right? it was it was it was the uh, the Cosmo with gin. It's not right. a fucking that's not a fucking Cosmo. Right, right. But but that's the thing, you know, if you're going to ask for a custom drink, you have to understand um, you're, you're going into a situation where I've never made it custom the way that you like it. You clearly make it that way for yourself at home all the fucking time. And 
and frankly, I'm never going to be able to recreate wh- exactly what you want. So good. <laughs> like, look, man, I'm going to do my best. Um, but if it doesn't come out the way that you make it, why don't you give I the bar? You know, <laughs> uh, because that's that's not what we're doing here. You know, I'm here to make the drinks that are on my menu or or what I have the ability to make. And if you want to consult with me, I'll tell you what I make well. You know, so. <laughs> Um, but that's a good one. That's absolutely a good. One. Yeah, that's ladies and gentlemen. That is not a loophole. Less ice is not going to get you more booze. Yes. You're actually <laughs> the first person that has, when we've asked them worst drink orders, has not gone to like some ratchet drink. You know, mm. we so the the classic one that we always talk about on the show. And Jude, you know, I got to shout you out, buddy. Uh, <laughs> is the Malibu Dew, which is Malibu Dew. Yeah, the Malibu. Car- no, the Caribou Dew. No. Is it? Yeah. No, it's you know it is. No, I read. I read his fucking reply on oh, social media. It's the Caribou Dew okay. with okay. 151. Uh, yep. So it's 151. I'm doing you justice, Jude. <laughs> 151 Malibu and Mountain Dew. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't even carry 151, so I don't. Yeah. I don't have any. Pretty sure it's do. illegal to carry. I don't think they make it anymore. <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah, but no. What's I mean? What's your reaction to that? Should we? Um, do, do you have any interest in trying the the Caribou Dew? Yeah, I, I would. I would try. What? I would try. Yeah. Are you a Mountain Dew drinker? Yeah. Um, I used to be. I used to game. Wow. Halo. I used to play Halo. I mean, listen. Hey, hey Halo. Yeah. I, I used to play dude, Halo. Dude, co- dude, co- Code Red was our fucking jam, man. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Halo too often. Shut up. Yeah. Fuck yeah. No, it's, I, it's it's real, man. I will say this. Like, I've never liked Mountain Dew. I've never drank it. But if somebody told me that they could make me a Caribou Dew with Surge, and they could go find <laughs> me some bottles of Surge, I'm in. All right, I'm in. I'll kill, trash. Listen, I, I, I'll kill some. Uh, what, what didn't they take surge off the market because it, it kills your sperm, right? You know. Um, listen, I, I hope drank, you. I hope you drink a lot, Steve. I, what do you What do you think? I'm, I'm sorry. Doing? I like I started, I, you. Like you said, I'm, I'm feeling. I'm feeling ornery tonight. I'm I start. Sorry. I start every morning with a healthy breakfast of eggs and surge because <laughs> the last thing. And what I do is I like to. Uh, uh, I run the microwave for the time while my eggs are cooking. I just stand right in front of it because the last thing I want is any little shits like me running around anytime <laughs> soon so um all right <laughs> mike team up for question four we gotta we gotta keep this thing rolling. okay what is, what is maneuvering this gauntlet like a master uh um like i, I don't know uh why can't i think of the word kayaker <laughs> Yeah, it's like a master kayak <laughs> on a whitewater river. I wish right the now. people could have seen you doing the motions before you could so figure out what you were trying to say. <laughs> I'm so happy they didn't. I looked like I, I looked like somebody who was learning to swim there. <laughs> so something that's uh you know that Steve and I can relate to. So question number four is ultimate mistakes and fuck ups. So they could be your your fuck ups or also your coworkers' fuck yes, ups we as can well. I've got one that that made me want to jump in the harbor. Oh my god! <laughs> so I was working the bar about three years ago at happy hour, and uh, the guy's name was Pete. It was a regular, you know. You sometimes might have a regular who uh, is passed down to you. You know, someone might know ah, him, and you know, yes, yes. You, you kind of start to know them too. So I didn't know him that well, but I I knew him, and so we asked for his tab. So I go to our little cups that have our ABCs on it, our alphabetical order. I go to Pete. I grab it. A guy comes up, asks for his tab. His last name is Peters. So I never knew this guy's last name. So I gave the, the other guy, I just was looking for P's, so I gave him Peters. My heart sank when I was looking for the for the, uh, for the credit card. So this is, is this your first interaction with this regular? This is my 
So the regular already left. I gave the regular the card. Right, the wrong card. But yeah. I'm saying this is right. but that regular that he also didn't get his card. Yes, exactly. He also did not get his card. Correct. Yeah. So then this is probably 20 minutes in between. So it's an ample enough time that I don't know where you can't chase him. I can't yeah. chase him. There's nothing. So, but I do. I try. So I tell the guy, I'm like, oh wait, one second. I have to go do something. So I just run out the door. I'm like, wait, I can do that. And I'm like frantically running bar to bar. And I'm that's like, the thing. I knew you were going to say that. See, here, here's the thing that's happening right now. There are people that are listening to this that have never been to Fell's Point. Okay. Um, there are two things you need to know about Fells Point. It's a bar district, so all the bars are in like a big strip right next to each other. So there's a fair to decent chance that if like somebody comes to your bar, then they're going to bar hop somewhere else. So it's like yeah. a good thought in your head. Yeah, Jim. Um, it's good thought in your head, Jimmy. Jim, 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 Jimbo. God damn it. <laughs> um, Mike, you're going to have to really edit It's good. Line. Just keep going. Just keep going. No, but it's, it's a good thought in your head that you run out and just check the bars around you, right? Because it's all on a strip. Now, what people don't know is that Fells is a historic area of Baltimore that's all cobblestone streets, and it's not a very conducive area to run in. It is incredibly trippable. Like, there are so many divots and potholes, and, like, I've seen women with heels mm. take major tumbles. I mean, God, it is God a, bless them, man. You know, it, it is the type of area where even if you're going to get dressed up, wear flats, ladies. I mean, it is a it is, it is a cobblestone district, and so it's not <laughs> the area you want to be chasing somebody down in, you know? Um, so what ended up happening? Did you find the guy? So I ended up uh, running down the street, um, a couple of bartenders from around the – the bar set up running into they're like oh my gosh should someone run out i'm like no not particularly I'm <laughs> pete and I'm like oh you know someone ended up actually knowing who i was talking about like oh he went that way like two minutes ago i'm like all right he's gone so i go back inside and tell the guy the situation and he's like i'm going back to florida tomorrow oh no i'm like oh my gosh are you kidding me i'm like i'm so sorry dude but the good thing was like i said the regular of the bartender that I knew that he was a regular of, I knew that he um, he had some work done. He like did a, a bike helmet for him or something. So I called that bartender and I was like, "Hey, do you have Pete's number?" He was at a baseball game. He called Pete. Pete was gonna come back at like 12 a.m. and he said he could drop it off. So I ended up telling the guy, "I can drive it to your house after work. Wow. I can drop it off to your hotel, wow. whatever." What a guy. Awesome. What yeah, a guy. And, and the guy was super cool about it. I bought him like three drinks and um, he ended up was like, it was cool. He was like, if, just leave the credit card here. I'll stop by before my flight at the bar. I'll pick it up. And apparently it went swimmingly. I asked everybody the next day. So, so what happened so, to the second customer? Uh, no, so the customer number two was the one from Florida. He was mm -hmm. cool about me leaving the canceling his card. He, yeah, he was like, all right leave the card at the bar for the guy that's gone yeah and and i already had his mine. card exactly so i had pete's card he came back and gave him his card that's he dropped it. off the one that i accidentally gave him did you and what did you guys mail that to him or did you no, that guy came back before his flight really and he picked it up and he was super cool i, I had to buy him like three uh jack and gingers and what? he was Listen, really he... awesome about it. well i was super apologetic i was looking back yeah. to like you know, know we talked mike, mike and i uh were um I think it was maybe three or four episodes ago. We talked about a story where a girl, I think it was with Val, right? Um, where we had Val on and, and um, Val worked with me at Das Beer Hall. And we had a girl come in whose last name was like. Yeah. 
You but know, he I, he asked he asked lady, is this your card? She's like, yeah. And she said yes. And yeah. So, so there were two very close names. Like one was like McGinnis, and the other was like Macintosh. Right. I don't remember what the last names were. But the point is, Val actually walked up with the card and was like, is this your card? And the girl mm-hmm. said yes because she was not paying attention. Yeah. And so she closes out and and like goes back to her, like I guess leaves, and the other girl comes up and like we go to give her a card and it's not, she realizes not right. And she loses her mind. Yeah, crying and she and ends everything. up like crying and screaming. And she like her, her party get like basically like asked to leave. And we're like, look, we're sorry. It was a mistake. The other girl said it was her card, you know, names are really close, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. It, it, you know, we, we tried to do as, it would be as nice as we could, but this is a good lesson for everybody in the service industry. There's no, or, or at least interacting with service industry people, there's no problem you can't come back from. If you can just be reasonable for five minutes, we can probably fix it. And guess what? You're going to get three Jack and Gingers for free. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like seriously, you know, like I, I get it. I get it. It's not great to feel like, hey, somebody else has my card. You have the you don't have my my information anymore. But as somebody that loses everything all the time, uh, it's not that hard to cancel your credit card and then walk into any bank in America and be like, hey, can I have a new debit card? My bartender gave it away to the wrong person, your bank will give you a new card. <laughs> it so. probably wasn't a debit card. It was probably a credit card. Regardless. Regardless. Um, you know. Well, if that happens, just go ahead and say it got stolen and cancel a few other right. uh, charges, you know. It's like, oh, I wasn't, right. I wasn't there either, yeah. That thief, you know, you better cut that shit out. <laughs> That's right, Mike. See, the point is, uh, a little patience goes a long ways. I think what I'm really trying to say. Right, and it worked out for everybody. So that's that's awesome. I like that one, Mike. What's number five? Team up for number five. We're gonna take a little intermission after that. All right. So number five, we'll get a get a little bit dirtier. Uh, we're gonna be talking about health code violations. Ooh. <laughs> so any health code violations that I experienced, maybe. Uh, or maybe, or maybe, Tim, but you've, you, you've, you're anonymous. If you've if you've committed them, we we want to hear about them. <laughs> Jim, why are you whispering all? So um, so. Honestly, the place that I worked, a couple of the bars I've worked have been pretty cleanly. I'm not going to lie. Um, if I want to talk about health code violations, though, that I've seen on the daily, it's, it's going to be... You, the other thing, not to interrupt you, but it doesn't even have to be a bar that you've worked at. If you've just witnessed the health code violation, that's always a good If I've witnessed it? Okay. That too. Um, I seen a couple of bars maybe in the Felspon area that are consistently noticing <laughs> healthcare violations. Uh, you can just smell it, but you don't say, <laughs> but, um, one that I really sticks out to me is honestly just, okay. So like bartenders, you know, we all grab fruit, maybe with our bare hands, maybe grab the rind, put it to like garnish a glass, something like that. But some bartenders, like to just get real handsy and just palm everything and i i gotta say that that's gotta be a little pet peeve also of mine uh as well as a health care violation because it's it's just unnecessary uh i've had i had a bar back one time who would just you know dump in the ice from the ice into the ice well and then so to level out the ice instead of using a scooper just using the hands, <laughs> the hands like, dude like can you just not do that for me? Like, I, I have to say I have, to say, I have to admit something right now. I am somebody who has been very cavalier with this over the years. I have. And look, I don't feel good about it, all right? But when I'm moving quickly, sometimes I cut some corners. I will I will tell you that if 
two different people at the bar order tequila shots for me. And one says, I want your nicest silver tequila. I'll probably <laughs> hand them limes out of my hand. And if somebody orders uh, a, a good tequila and they ask for a recommendation, I'll probably put it in a cup for them. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Some, sometimes the health code violations aren't even your fault, like, um, or, you know, you don't intend to. I remember I, I cut my hand when I was working one time, and I ran over to the sink where we washed produce. There was nothing in there at the time, but, like, I've got blood all running through the sink. I'm trying to wash my hand, and our uh, sous chef walks up. He's like, hey, buddy, uh, could you not wash your bloody hand in the sink that we wash all of our produce in? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Sorry about that. <laughs> hey, put it there. You know, there there was this thing a couple weeks ago where somebody was like, hey, would you mind uh, not carrying our plates to the table with poison sumac covered all over you? I said, fuck you. We don't have bar bags. What do you want? <laughs> Treat it's you like a leper. The doctor said it's not contagious. But, <laughs> all right. Well, look, that this is a good point to take a little mid-break. I need another white Russian. I don't know about you. I bet Mike needs a cigarette unless he's quick. <laughs> I, I just pour, oh I I quit and I started again. <laughs> okay, well look, how about this? Tell I me made it you, like three. I made it like three months. All right, give me some. Give me some. We're proud of you. Here. We're proud of you. Don't be. All right, we're gonna take a little break, guys. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. What an intermission it was. We laughed. We cried. We made some more drinks. Jimbo. Number six, let's get right back into it, ratchet and crazy customers. And Mike and I have expanded this category after talking with some of our bartenders. Mike, what is it now? It's not just ratchet and crazy customers. It's also... It's like, also just memorable customers. Some some of those, you know, customers, they, they have a soft spot in your heart or, you know, you, you'll never forget them, but it's not for a negative reason. You know, they just they, left they, a really big impact on you. Or they, they just treated you like a human being. You know what I mean? Those people are special and few and far between, unfortunately, in this business. So so this could be crazy or like crazy in a great way? Like, crazy, yeah. memorable, yeah. ratchet. Just a customer that really stands out in your mind, yeah. Absolutely. We, so we also, we love the crazy and ratchet customers, yeah. trust me. So we told a story one time on the pod. One of my favorite ratchet customers is, is a lady uh, named Brooke, who I used to work no, with. No, you did not tell the story, and don't tell it, because you need to save it for episode number 25 when we interview you. Okay, well... Mike, Mike coming but, in with the save, all right. Yeah, long, story, <laughs> long story short, there's, um, there's a there's lot of... There's blood, urine, and police involved. We've heard it before, Steve. Let's Bang. move on. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> So, Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I can think of a customer that was, who loathed me. Who loathed Loathed you. Oh, I think a, this is a first, yeah. What yeah, a word. That's me. interesting. And, and why was because of an industry discount. Everyone probably has an industry night. Mm-hmm. In an industry night. You know, you get 50% off. A lot of times or some sort of percentage off because you're in the industry it's usually like a monday night sunday night something like that yeah yeah so. and we used to go to industry night at uh scores which was you got in for free and fucking free drinks until midnight anything like not top shelf but any drink you wanted and i had a couple ratchet and crazy customer experience or you know experiences there where i was the ratchet and crazy customer and steve maybe we can tell that one on your episode because that's there's nobody that can talk listen guys <laughs> I, I say this i say this is an amazing compliment there is no one that can talk to a stripper like mike Winsor, okay <laughs> 
he has this innate ability to connect with these people. I think it's because he's dead inside. And <laughs> oh, you know. you're an asshole. No, it's not. We'll, we'll get into the, And I'm sorry. Once again, we're stealing the thunder. I love strip clubs because they're so honest. The women know exactly why you're there. And you know exactly why the women are there. There's no more fucking games involved, all right? And they come up to me and talk to me. I don't have to fucking walk around and ask somebody if I need to buy them a drink or come up with some clever fucking pickup line, all right? Anyway, <laughs> back to you, Jimmy. So this man absolutely loathed you because of a discount on industry night. Exactly, yeah. So he wasn't in the industry, so he was wondering why um, one of the people next to him got their shots for half off and... I was like, oh, he's industry. He's part of the, the bar industry. He works on the street. It's industry night. So we got 50% off. And he said, well, well why don't I get that? I, like, <laughs> I, I just explained it to you. <laughs> yeah, like, do, you, do you work at a bar? You're like, do you work at a, at a restaurant or in the industry? I, like, you could say you work anywhere, honestly. He There's could have lied. Yeah. yeah. He, he could have lied. lied. I would have taken right it. Right then and there. He, he would have no, been I, like, that's fine. Right. He said, I work for, for Comcast. And I said, well, I'm, I'm sorry, man. Like, this is reserved <laughs> for the people in the industry. He's like, well... I used to bar back at a, at a place in Federal Hill, and I said, okay, um, so you work in there? He's like, no, I don't work there anymore because I, I make more money with doing what I'm doing now. Well, then you don't need <laughs> the fucking discount, you <laughs> son of a bitch. I, I was like, all right, I don't know. Is that shade? Uh, maybe. And, and um, But also, it's like, this isn't like, a, a, like you're a veteran. Like, I served. Like, oh, yeah, I used to. <laughs> I used to bartend. Like, I get the 50% off. Like, come on, man. And he was mad. He was mad. I'm a veteran. I serve. <laughs> I serve. Sir, you didn't serve, you bust. All right? Shut the fuck up. That's pretty wow. good. Wow. Wow. <laughs> the, the entitlement alone is just crazy. Why, why don't I get the discount? Yeah, what an asshole. Just lie, man. Just yeah. lie. I, I mean, how many times did we, Mike, when we used to take those trips to scores where the uh, uh, the people that would come with us, we would always bring people that were not service industry. Like, yeah. we, had a, we had a few friends, I, I remember that worked like retail at the time, and we'd be like, just tell you work in a bar. Yeah. I remember we would share pay stubs. You remember you had to Yeah, because you, did, you did have to before? show a pay stub. Yeah, you had to, you had to be yeah. legit about they it. They were yeah. like very intense about their industry night. Most places are like, but, you work in the hey, business and you're like, I'm at Applebee's. As, as, yeah. long, as long as you slip the, the uh, doorman a, a $10 bill, he doesn't give a fuck, man. You're you're just coming in to spend money. Just at a strip club, tip fucking everyone and you're good Absolutely. to go. Yeah. That's that's crazy, dude. I love it. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> one. I really love, I love that. It. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. All right, number number. Yeah, kick, uh, kick it up a notch. Kick it up a notch here. We're going to have to kick it up a notch. You know why? Because this is fights, arrests, and fires. This is intensity time, <laughs> baby. All right, look, one of my uh, – this is – this category means a lot to me for a lot of different reasons. The bar business is all about friction, right? There's – you know, you're interacting with your coworkers. You're interacting with these customers. Sometimes you like them. Sometimes you don't. But the point is there are these hyper-intense – human interactions in this business, which is one of the reasons that this pod works. People understand and they can relate to the idea of like arguing with somebody or loving somebody or like loving a bartender or hating an experience. And that's why it's it's so visceral, right? And so this category is always one that's near and dear to my heart, fights, arrests, and fires. We've had some great stories in the show. I love it when restaurants catch on fire. I mean, I don't love it when it's my restaurant, but it, it, it's always interesting when restaurants catch on fire. That's when you learn what people are made of. The people that are ready to rock, okay, and the people that are going to fold like little uh, like little children. So, do you have any fights, arrests, or fires on your 
on your record. I have to think Fells Point gave you a few decent ones, huh? Yeah. So, actually, surprisingly, uh, I haven't had that many fights at the bar I've worked at. Really? Yeah. Surprisingly, we've we've tried to to you know thwart those. Before it's a bit happen. of a shocker with how high volume you guys are. I would just have to think that there's like a night where the Be- wrong guy bumps into the no, wrong pe- guy. People are too busy waiting to get their fucking drink to fight anybody else. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, so, something along those lines. But there was a bartender who was awesome that used to work there. And he would, whenever there was something going on, some sort of friction, like you said, he would go half backwards. So we always wear front. <laughs> nice, it's like the signal. backwards, and you know that it's about to <laughs> And he would jump over the bar <laughs> like an Olympian. And like just, an Olympian. And just go at it. And one night I was just outside the Sally Port. You know, a lot of those row homes have Sally Port. And I'm outside, I'm on a break, and... I look to my right, and here comes a door flying open, and here's the bartender, hat backwards, you tackled, oh, man. Off. And, yeah, and they're just throwing fists across. Another time, dude, dude whoa, 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 no, 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 no. We're using half and half, not skim milk. You can't skim over that, all right? We need to hear the full thing. That's right, that's right. So hold on, hold on, hold on. You said fisticuffs, so he comes out swinging on a customer? Well, on the ground, yeah. Like, Whoa, what do you mean? The customer's already on the ground? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, the door flies open. They're both head first. Oh, they're already entangled. <laughs> they're already <laughs> entangled. Yes. They're, they're, they're grabbing each other. Yeah. It's almost like UFC. Okay. So Gra- grappling. Grappling. Yeah. They're grappling. Are they on the cobblestones or the sidewalk? They're on the sidewalk, on the brick sidewalk. And he's, he's just throwing little jabs in there. <laughs> You know, and then people are pulling him off, but like you know, he's giving him like a little bit of business, but no one's caring. Like, all right, all right, get him off. But like, yeah, and and then it kind of ended right there. You know, who won? The bartender. Yeah. Backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Special move. Um, I gotta say another one though. I was working at one of the bars in the building. There were multiple bars, and uh, a man came behind the bar, and he just is standing. A customer. A customer. A okay. customer. A random person comes behind the bar. And he must have been about, I don't know, 50. And I'm like, hey, man, um, you got to leave the bar. And this guy is so strong and so just like ground, grounded. I can't move him. So I tried Wait, to get him to why, why, did, why did he have to leave the bar? He was behind the bar. He was, he went oh, the okay. Bar. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was all the way behind the actual bar area. Right. He was behind, like, he was by the terminal. He's like almost by the money. Like, he was well behind the bar, maybe like eight feet behind the bar and i try to push him a little bit like hey like, we gotta go and he, he pushes me back so that's pretty strong and then he just kind of runs away I'm like, All right, <laughs> it's just odd odd interaction so then uh ends up finding himself outside and he starts arguing with one of the bouncers and he said something to the bouncer that was completely ridiculous and um the bouncer didn't want to like hit him because you know it's like job on the camera. Mm-hmm. But a, a random guy walking on the street goes to the bouncer like, "Did he just say what I thought he said?" And the guy's like, "Yup." And the guy just cleans him right out. Nice. And everyone's. That's two podcasts in a row where the fucking a, a random customer decided to take care of business, man. That's right. This is well. <laughs> this is back to back slowdown too. Like I gotta pull the reins back again here. So let me get this straight. I. I've worked with a lot of uh, different bars and a lot of different bouncers, and it is rare. You know, bouncers are usually really good at discretion when it comes to like fighting, like like throwing fists. 
you have to say that thing. You have to say that thing that yeah. like they can't abide by. And generally speaking, not to make it so uh, on the nose, but it's uh, you know it's something that is uh, fundamental to who they are, right? You know, it's making fun of you know uh, race. Gender, yeah, sexual, you know, yeah, sexual orientation. orientation. I mean, it's something fundamental yeah. to them. Yeah. And you poke that one button, and that's the thing that that bouncer's not going to buy. Is, so, is is that what happened in this case? I yeah, would, it was. I it would was, assume it's racially it, based. It, it was. It, it was, was racially okay. based. I had a feeling. I had yeah, a feeling. And right. The bouncer, um, you know, was just there, and like, from what he he told us, like, he didn't want to fight, and like, something I happened. Tell you. And, and anything, but luckily this customer came up and everyone was absolutely around was like, luckily. Uh, yeah, like it happened maybe five seconds after he. Said, I have to tell like, you, I have to tell you, I I cannot, I don't know who this bouncer is. If he ever listens to this podcast, I want you to know how much respect I have for you, because in that moment you don't ever deserve to hear that. Number one, yeah. you deserve to to roll that motherfucker. Absolutely. Number two, and your uh, your ability to handle your emotions and your discretion. Dude, you should get promoted. You should get an absolute pay bump. Like you are, you are a uh, an ideal fucking fixture of what should be standing in front of a bar. Not taking the bullshit, but also acting incredibly professional. And I want to commend you for that because you, you know, in that moment, I would not have that kind of discipline. I absolutely would not. And thank the Lord for that custom, <laughs> that that other random dude that walked down the street because that is. Instant street justice. Yeah, right absolutely. Yes. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. right? Thank God he got his ass knocked out. It, it, it's so tough, man. I, I feel like um, I think the only people that get it worse in the uh, service business than bartenders, I mean, as far as like bad behavior yeah. from customers, are the bouncers. Yeah. Nobody takes it harder than them. Like they sometimes – I've had some bouncers where I watch them just get absolutely for 20 minutes just – disrespected yeah. over and over and over again. And, you know, a lot of times, uh, yeah, I mean, we can be, we can be honest here. A lot, you know, bouncers are 99% of the time men. And a lot of times the people that are disrespected. By, by like, the way, if, if it was a, if, if it was a bouncer that, 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 that it was a woman, I would never fuck with her at all. Because if she, if she got to be a bouncer as a woman, and that's, that's, it's not misogynistic. Men are just typically bigger and stronger than women. All right. So if you're a bouncer as a woman, I did I ever tell you the story about how I got thrown out of a bar by a female bouncer once? Like physically thrown? That's save it. Save it for 25. No, I got to tell her. Right. I got to tell her. All right. Fine. All right. So I'm, all right, I never drank till I was 21. I know that shocks a lot of people. It shocked me when I first heard that, yeah. Just, just by my general lack of sobriety. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, I never drank till I was 21, okay? And I went to West Virginia for undergrad. So, you know, it's a big drinking school. It's a big mm-hmm. drinking school. And, and, and a lot of people don't believe me, but the truth of the matter is for the first two years that I was at West Virginia, I never touched, never touched a drink. Didn't have one. All right. My birthday is in December. So, you know, if you think about it, um, you know, for a college semester, the semester ends, everybody does their finals and they go home. The way my birthday always falls, and it always has, is that um, everybody has done all their classes and all of their tests, and then my birthday is like five days after that. So everybody goes home, you know, there's a stragglers left on campus, and there's not really anybody around. So 
Uh, my 21st birthday, I have a very small group of friends that are still in town. They still have a few finals left, and we all decide to go out. We go, we, you know, we're, we're all talking about, hey, where should we go? You know, where Steve's going to get drunk for the first time. It's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. I said, you know what? If I'm getting drunk for the first time, let's go to the ratchetest, nastiest, <laughs> sluttiest bar in Morgantown. So you went to at, Shooters. At the time. Seller? How did you know that? Jimbo! Jimbo with the Sellers reference. Yes, we went to, to yeah. Yes, we went to Cellar, which is also known as the Slut Dungeon. Okay? It is a bar. It is a bar that it's a full city block in the basement below another bar. Oh the my ceilings God. are only eight feet tall. The re- uh, uh, when you actually get your wristband for the door, it says Slut Dungeon on the Oh, wristband. my God. The floors are covered with just what a lot of people refer to as slut juice. And the reason why <laughs> is because people spill their drinks. You know, they let eight, they let 18-year-olds into this place. There's an 18-year-old line to 21-year-old oh, Allegedly. Line. Oh, wait, allegedly. no, it's like, is it le- Okay, okay, it was just No, shocking. no, no, in Morgantown. Okay, see, so they legally can get in, yeah, okay. In Morgantown, if you're 18, you can get into a bar. And okay. a, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot yeah. of them. So, Anyway, we go to cellar. It's dead empty. You know, it's the end of the fall semester. Everybody else is home. It's me and like seven friends, and we're getting wasted. And if anybody knows me, they know that I like to dance. I like to cut a rug and shake my ass and boogie a little bit. And so I'm drunk for the first time. What do you think is going to happen? I dance sober. I'm dancing my <laughs> ass off drunk. And I guess Jim's been to cellar before. I've never been to Cellar, but I did go to West Virginia for, uh, well, I went to like sort of West Virginia for a semester or so. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I know. I know. So they got he was he was just too classy to ever actually go That's to the right, slut dungeon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so they got these like go-go cages down in the, in this basement that you can like dance in on these little like, these little like kind of like pole cages. And I'm in one of those. Like, yeah, you are, of course. And I lose my balance <laughs> and I slip off the slut juice and I fall <laughs> onto the floor and I'm on my back like a turtle, <laughs> like dancing. And like Still dancing. Up, dancing and shimming on the floor. And uh, apparently that got the attention of the bouncers who said, this kid is too drunk. He needs to go. And a female bouncer walks over to me while I'm dancing on my back. And she grabs me and rolls me over, grabs the back of my belt and the back of my collar and carries me <laughs> Up the flight of stairs Fuck and yes. physically tosses me out into the street. And I'm like, holy shit, does this girl do CrossFit? My God. Oh, there's she's a, a fucking meatball. There, there's this your first amazing. snort in a couple episodes, ladies and gentlemen. This is amazing. <laughs> this, is, this is incredible. I, I got to be honest with you. I wouldn't, if I could do it all over again, I'd do it the same way. I'd want my birthday to end the same yeah. way. Because no, it's right very, now, it's I, very fitting, yeah. 21st birthday after not drinking for 21 years, having a female bouncer throw me onto the sidewalk. So, oh, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, I, I probably was the ratchet customer in that particular, you know, that that's, that's, that's the uh, origin story of the bartender and podcast right there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Mike team up for number, for, for number oh, eight. We oh my. Set, oh my. All right. Number nine or number eight. eight. Sorry. Sex the stories. The sexy Lexi is, uh, the Steve likes to call it. <laughs> sexy Lexi. Yeah, so, I mean, we want to hear about, you know, um, customers getting wild, you know, at the bar, or maybe some scandalous stories that happen between some of your coworkers, or maybe something raunchy you did, you know, after closing. Sure. So, um, you know, I'm in a devoted relationship, you know, for eight years, so I've never... Oh, this is, this is going to be good, yeah. <laughs> myself, I'm good, okay? I, I've never... I don't have, I really have any stories myself, but um, definitely the bar I worked at, the bathroom line would get long sometimes. 
Why is it taking so long in the bathroom? Um, so that would happen. You also, by the way, for the people that don't know, the bar that Jim works at, um, uh, a lot of the bathrooms, I think, in bar districts are, uh, what, what's the right word? They're, they're like a turnstile. Like the door is always open. You come in, you use the urinal, you use your shitter, you know, whatever, and you, you come in and out. The bar that Jimmy works at has individual locking bathrooms, which oh. are all, always more susceptible. That's just to, a yeah. That's a that's a bad strategic move for to, uh, a high uh, for a high volume bar. Absolutely. Yeah. What yes. were they thinking with that shit? You know. Yeah, yeah. So that would that would happen, and then um, I would just say the occasional night where maybe my bartender that I'm working with might um, might be doing a bar manager next door and while well, I'm counting the money. So I'm, I'm going to sit a little farther away today and, <laughs> and just be like, all right, bro, like, I guess do that. And I'll just count the money <laughs> and we'll just act like that didn't happen. So, uh, yeah, we had a couple, I mean, a couple instances, but to be honest, I don't have too many raunchy stories. Now I, I do have a question though. So when it comes to fucking in a bathroom, which I've never done because I'm a classy motherfucker. All right. I wouldn't. I, I would. I wouldn't degrade a lady like that unless she really wanted it. You're you know. So here's my question: If you're gonna have sex in a bathroom, do you go to the men's room or the women's room? I go to whatever one's available. <laughs> I would say uh, the women's room sounds more appealing. Sounds probably. There's more options. Yeah. <laughs> if I can make a, if I can make a recommendation. Um. Uh, I'd like to ask a, a woman this. Like, if you were going to take a guy into the bathroom to have sex, do you go to the men's room or the, the women's room, you know? That's that's I, a that's a very important decision in that entire experience. It changes, here, you know. Here's here's my experience, okay? The ladies that are, have an affinity for uh, sexual um, per, promiscuous behavior in public, okay, um, they are opportunistic individuals. Okay, fair enough. It is not so much the specific venue um, <laughs> or room or gender assignments on the door. <laughs> it is a little bit more about, hey, nobody's watching. Yeah, I'm horny. <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right, well then we'll, then we'll just uh, we'll shut the, shut the door to that one. We'll move right into one of uh, Steve and I's favorite categories, which God, is not... my mother listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. She knows way too much about your sexual history. I hate this. I hate this. Can we cut this? No. Mike, so, bla- so Mike, shake this out of the pod, please. <laughs> so, uh, bar hazing pranks and games. So you know, well, it's fun to to haze a new bartender or a new bar back and all. Also, sometimes you just uh, come up with um, games that are fun to pass the time with your fellow uh, bartender servers, you know, in the uh, back of the house. Sure. Yeah. So hazing wise, I used to experience more hazing games like back in the day. I don't feel like they, they happen as much, but I think a big one was um, emptying the hot water from, yeah. the, from the coffee machine, just yeah. standing up there, just yeah. eight pitchers of hot water, just trying to empty it. How, how many, how many pitchers? Out. What was the maximum amount of pitchers you think you emptied? I think I think it was about six to eight. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, man, I'm still working on these, do and people, everyone's cracking up. Do people know? Do they understand? I don't think, I actually don't think this is one that we've had on here. No, it is. A- Emily Uncle, yeah. Episode you, episode eleven. This was her her so hazing. Yeah. I, I don't know if we. God, what is this. wrong with your? Do you smoke a lot of weed, Steve? I mean, come on, of man. I do. <laughs> um, 
No, I don't know if we've uh, if we explain this clearly. I do remember Emily talking about emptying the water, but I, the the coffee lines run into a water line. It, they are unemptyable. <laughs> yeah, a, unless society shuts down, there's no water. You're gonna keep getting hot water out of that fucker. Absolutely, absolutely. That's a brutal one, but that's a good one. Yeah. What other old school ones? Because I feel like you, um, especially even back to your days of tips, mm-hmm. you know, or even down in Ocean City, you had to have some good, uh, some good fuck arounds with with new employees. Sure. So uh, another one that was big was bucket of steam. You have to go yeah. go into the walk-in, grab a bucket <laughs> of steam, and go catch one. You know, that was tough. <laughs> Obviously, fake. That was. It's hard. It's very tough. Very tough. Not easy. Anything. And then. Just, I mean, not even really a prank, but if you, it was your last night at the bar, what it used to be uh, at the bar you used to work at. Um, last night, you're getting a pie in the face, Adam Jones style. Really? So, oh, yeah. Pie in the face or antiqued behind the bar. Wait, what's oh, antiquing? Antiquing where you, you get a bunch of, like, uh, usually, like, flour. Oh, okay, yes, yes. Sugar or something, and um, you throw water on them and then hit them with the... <laughs> With, with wait, 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 wait. Have you water. witnessed this? Have I witnessed this? Yes. Oh, yeah. We have put a GoPro on behind the bar one time. This? I have not experienced this. Thank God. Actually, I wish Jim. I got antique. Fuck. I, I didn't get that, that luxury. <laughs> so, have, have you personally antiqued someone? I haven't antiqued, but I have pie. I've pied many, You've many pied. people. Yeah, double pies. Jim, yeah. you can level this up right now. Were you the guy that threw the water before somebody else antiqued somebody? I was the guy who fetched... The, the flower. Yeah, um, you're an you're an accessory. It's fine. The flower yeah, fetcher. <laughs> the, the, the fucking flower fetcher. You're just a flower fetcher. You're the cock fluffer. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a pretty good one. I have to say, I've never antiqued somebody. We did um, in high school try to antique Caitlin Green's car. Every time it rained, we tried to go and dump flour all over it, um, and. Uh, we, you know, I, I, I don't feel bad about it at all. What do you mean I you don't. tried to? Did you or did you not? She's never going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you also, yeah, do you want me to cut her name out? No, I don't. All right, so you antique this poor young lady's car. That's right. Yeah, very nice. Now, now, was she a bitch or did you want to fuck her or both? Wow, that's a loaded <laughs> question. <laughs> um, Yes. <laughs> Occasionally, and she had large, she had a large bosom. All right, that's all I'll say. God all right. Anyway, question number ten. I can't believe that we have made it to the end of the gauntlet. It's been a, a hell of a time. After our failure to launch at the beginning, you've you've absolutely crushed it, and your patience has been um, uh, just exceeding and benevolent, and we appreciate you. So, number ten, firing and quitting stories. Do you have any? Great stories here. We always talk about, Mike and I, um, that this is uh, getting 86. Yeah, okay, getting 86, I like that. Um, so I've honestly never gotten fired from a bar, knock on wood. Bravo. Quit my, it's quite an accomplishment. I, yeah, I finally quit a bar job for the first time. Uh, I mentioned earlier today how I went back after Ocean City to a job, and they were closed down forever. So that was not really a quit. Uh, but for a good story, I guess one set of happened to coworkers. Um, there was one. I, I really liked this guy too. He had a bad day at work, and he was working with a different bartender at a different spot in the restaurant. And uh, 
he just so happened to be really mad at, at someone who wasn't tipping. Um, so this person never tipped and he called them out on it and he might've called them out on it in a room of 60 people <laughs> and it might've been the most embarrassing thing for this person. In the life. Yes. And he did not let up. He, so he takes the tip. He's, so the person wants to order something from the table and he goes, no, 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 no. Well, you have to come to the bar. You don't tip. You have to come up to the bar. To <laughs> Make him get up and walk it up was, there. <laughs> it was bad. I was like, dude, I love you, but oh my God. So that ended up obviously catching one of the owners, and, and he got fired. Over oh, there, so. yeah, martyr, yeah. fucking martyr, yeah. man! Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Bravo, sir! I don't know what you did. Did did the guy get up and walk to the bar though? Um, they were with their family actually, and and I from what I from what I can remember is they went up to the other uh, person who's bartending, but yes, they did go. Yeah, there. so they got called out. Then they had to take a walk. That's a true walk of shame, right there. That is awesome. That's sad. I'm sure he. I'm sure he found gainful employment somewhere else. Yeah, you know he what? He, he he seems like a guy that that has a lot of redeeming qualities. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say, you know, the fact that he put his foot down on principle alone. Um, I love the fact that he would die on that hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he didn't do it the right way. But I love the fact. Yeah, that I love it. <laughs> All right, bravo. Oh, thank you. You have made it through the gauntlet, my friend. It feels good. Uh, does it? Does it? Now, you know, <laughs> Yeah, that's it. You know, some people have uh, said that it it, it, it hurt, but um, <laughs> I'm glad it feels good. Uh, we we like to do at the end of the gauntlet a little cleanup session. We call it "How's Our Driving." We want to get an idea now that you've had a sense of the show and you've got to get through the gauntlet. What we could improve on, because you know, Mike and I we're we're vulnerable, we're open, we like to get better at this. That's the that's the long term goal. So, tell me, like. What um, would you like to see maybe on the on the pod questions that we didn't ask, or do you have any recommendations on like food, drink, restaurants, anything that people need to know um, that that you'd like to recommend? Sure. So first of all, I want to start off by saying you guys do a great job. So yeah, all right. Talk, talk, talk to <laughs> hey, find a recommendation. We're, we're we're only as good as our guest, and that's You're the truth. To tip us on the way out. By <laughs> But if there's one, I mean, maybe a question to throw out there, yeah, um, would just be maybe like those those back responsibilities, those non-customer based front facing responsibilities that maybe you have at the restaurant. Things you do you mean maybe like the opening, the closing, the things that you have to do that that you hate that or maybe do you, yeah, uh, most of the time that you hate. hate. Yeah, you hate that. I, mean, I, I, <laughs> I can feel it in the or maybe those card games. You know, you know, you know sometimes it's late night uh, when you're just effing around and well, yeah, I mean, look, you know. Some some of our buddies, the way that we met, the in fact the reason I met is I worked with a lot of guys that I work used to work overnights with. God damn it! <laughs> Sorry, keep going, you asshole. That I used to work. Uh, we're gonna have a fry, in I'm the outro. Fucking I'm push a, you I'm down the next time I see you, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm addressing in the outro. Um, no, but the way I met Jim is through uh, uh, a couple buddies that also worked in the business with me that we used to work overnights, and I knew you, we used to kill time. You know. And that's why we would do bar hazing pranks and games as we would talk about like killing time through those. But I, I love where your head's at. Like, let's talk about the things that you are obligations of service industry people that you hate to do the most. And, and there's so many good ones for different, different parts of the restaurant, right? Like if you're a cook, 
there are certain prep cooking things that you hate to do, but you have to do to get the food ready. There are certain pre-shift, oh my God, like I will tell you, I love remedial work. Like there's certain things like cutting the grass or doing the dishes or taking out the trash that I actually really do love. Like I love ironing. I love it. It is cathartic <laughs> for me. But you know what I hate? Filling salt and peppers. I swear <laughs> to God, if you make me fill one more salt and pepper, I'm going to stab someone. I, I cannot do it anymore. I, I hate – so I, I like the idea of like like let's d- dive deep into back of the house remedial work that maybe the customers really don't see. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm what I'm thinking of. The, the silverware, yeah. um, even just uh, the more interaction with with sometimes coworkers, you know, it's just, oh yeah, yeah, like the, responsibilities. The, the in betweens. Yeah. You know, we the other thing we talk about on the pod is how uh, static conversations are. Where when you've been in the service industry for so long, you're the type of person that can start a conversation, you can stop it, and then like a week later you can start it again because the way that you talk in a restaurant is you start a conversation, you have to run to a table, and then you run back <laughs> and you pick up that conversation exactly where well, you just were. And, and that that uh, that remedial the the pre shift or post shift work that was always where I ended up learning the most about my coworkers. And I'll think I can remember this. Really are, yeah. Like I just, rem- I have a vivid memory of working at this one place. And in the in the morning before the place opened up, we would all sit and roll silverware after we did everything else. And I was kind of zoning out and I wasn't paying attention. And this one girl who was, you know, kind of she she was known to be a little bit more promiscuous. You know, I, I'm just zoning out. And she's having a conversation right next to me, and then I hear the words, "Yeah," and then he just came all over me, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> What, what, what are you, <laughs> you know, it's just, I was like, that's, it's too much information at 10 o'clock in the morning. All right. I don't, I don't need to hear this. Also, I'd like you to take that silver. You just rolled. <laughs> yeah, please. Get exactly. Dirty. <laughs> <It's> dirty now. <laughs> all right, man. Hey, listen, you've absolutely crushed it, uh, Jimbo. And we're so happy to have you on the pod. And I can't wait for Mike to bleep out all the times that I said you're real. You're name. a and son I'm of really a bitch. Pop- I'm really sorry about that, but it'll, right. you know, it'll be fun it's because right. Mike deserves some extra work because he's not busy enough in his actual life. Um, so, uh, <laughs> You're a piece of shit, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, uh, right before we get you out of here, okay, um, the drinks were incredible. You were incredible. We're so happy to have yeah, you. Yeah, dude, I am so glad you brought the White Russian on. Like I said, it has a lot of uh, nostalgia. It's a drink that we both love. Yeah, it has a lot of sentimental value to me, and it's so fucking delicious, man. So good. It's a perfect drink. It's a perfect drink for this pod because yep. it also does give you – I love the buzz from White Russian. I'm not even a vodka drinker. I actually really despise vodka, but it's the one drink where I love it because it's got a gradual pull to it. I think it's the coffee liqueur and the cream. It just makes it so drinkable. Mm-hmm. But, and, um, I, and I love that you do yours with the uh, the half and half because that's how I've always done mine too. you got to so. go, go thicker. For anybody out there that decided to go milk tonight, you know, so happy you're a listener, but come on. Just – yeah, half and I half. Bet, I bet your team ranch. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) Just to wrap up, just to wrap up here. uh, We always like to ask one final, uh, you know, two kind of final questions, not one, two final questions uh, to kind of understand where your head's at. The first is why do you still do this? AKA why do you hate yourself? All right. What is it about the service industry that just keeps you coming back? Yeah. So, Besides the money, oh, so that's definitely one. The mm-hmm. money, the money's great. A lot of times, uh, you can always kind of find a shift where you need it. Mm-hmm. You can make extra money when you want it, when you need it, whatever it is. 
that always brings me back. But if you work in a good place, good part of town, like I have been blessed to do for a little while, you start to meet a lot of people and it becomes, it becomes fun. You, know, mm-hmm. you, start, you start to socialize a lot. You meet a lot of people. And if you're going to be working on a Saturday night, might as well do it when you're around where everyone else is on a Saturday night. Yeah. So, you know, it brings me back because of the money, but also because of the relationships I've formed. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it brings me back. It's, a, it's a rare profession. You know, I think a lot of people um, who even love the job that they work at and the people that work there, they don't necessarily have the fun that we have in this business. And, um, you know, I have a lot of friends, and I think both of you do as well, that have never worked service industry. And um, they can't understand why we work on a Friday night, on a Saturday night. You know, like I'm, I'm 30 years old, and I have friends in my life that can't understand why I continue to do this. And, and just hit it right on the uh, Jim, just hit, Jim just hit it right on the head there. Oh god damn it. There's number Jim two, just, you son of a bitch. Stop, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up so No, just right. keep it going. Just keep it going. Jim just hit it right on the head there. What the truth is is that if I can work and make money and have fun and be on the scene, and by on the scene I mean like I'm the guy behind the pipes on a Friday night when people are having fun and I get to hear the band playing, I get to be part of the party and I get to make some money and I get to laugh and joke around and serve some drinks. And it's just like, dude, it's the best of both worlds. I get paid. I get to have fun. I get to hang out with my people. Um, There's not another business that gives you that. There's, There's a weird weird nostalgia well, you're, you're working but you're still a part of the the experience right. that everybody else is paying top dollar to be a part of absolutely we, we had our three-year anniversary at das this past weekend we had a block party um to rival all block parties we had bands playing all day we had djs i you know i worked all day i was delirious by the end of the day but i was so happy because all day was just joyful fun people having a good time and I felt like I was having such a good time. <laughs> and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm working making money. <laughs> I'm getting choked up You're right now. <laughs> I'm so emotional. <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> that's great. No, uh, no, that's great. And I, I, I really resonate with that, Jim. Because uh, I, I I feel the same way. Yeah, the money was good, but um, it was a job that I, I genuinely enjoyed being a part of. So that, that brings us to our, our closing question then. So... If you could open a bar, what would you call it, or what would the theme of your bar be? Okay, I, I like that because I cannot think of a name to save my life. But I thought I've thought about what I would do if I opened up a bar. I don't, I don't know a name. I don't think you know, but I do like the theme. I like something like they do at maybe <coughs> if you've been to Gunpowder Lodge, maybe shout out Gunpowder Lodge in Perry Hall. Um, just that that sort of cabin-esque sports bar feel where it's kind of tucked away it's a little mountainous but um just that you can hunker down on a cold day and just chill there eating wings watching games like a skier almost like a ski Ski resort resort. (laughs) that's what i like hold on so your theme for a bar is that your patrons get snowed in so they can't leave (laughs) yeah (laughs) they have to keep spending money (laughs) (laughs) they can never leave yes yeah 
and they yeah it's just it's just white russians and alcoholic hot chocolate you know and good food and those are my favorite days man that's awesome man yeah Yeah, no i I like that because uh you know the the atmosphere of a bar really does change the experience god steve you're having a hard fucking time over there buddy (laughs) i swallowed my white russian but no uh you know i i really i do love that's what one of the reasons i kind of love dive bars because it's really easy for me to feel at home in them so to to, uh, to you know to your theme of a bar to to be in a place that just feels you know kind of rustic and inviting and just like you said a place you can really just like you could spend a cold day I, l- I love those cold days when you feel nice and comfortable and you're around the people that you love and you've got good food and good drinks so I really Nothing like, like that not to like it so yeah Jim fuck <laughs> no keep it in you son of a fucking I'm going to push you down I'm going to <laughs> Jim you've been a pleasure. I hope you've had a fun time. I've had the best time, guys. This has been an absolute <laughs> fucking blast. Yeah, rock my world. Frankly, my world. frankly, I think we should keep all of my uh, uh, indiscretions. We'll from see. This that's up to me, you son of a bitch. All right. No, that's up to Jim. Okay. No, that I mean I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shake out all of the actual mentions of your name, but I'm, there's this a couple things a, we might have to cut completely this out. This is gonna be the shakiest pod. Ever <laughs> it is absolutely. It's gonna, sound like a, it's it's gonna, gonna be. It's it's perfect because it's it's the fast, uh, you know, the speed bartending. Yeah. You know, there's constantly shakers going everywhere. You know, it's gonna it's, sound like a yin yang twin song. <laughs> 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 Shake it like a salt, shake it, shake it. Jimmy, pleasure, my man. It's been an absolute blast. These white Russians were awesome. You crushed the gauntlet, dude. I'm so happy to hear more about Fells Point. I like. I can't get enough Baltimore City vibe. We need to get around the country. We got to get to more of these awesome bar districts. Jim crushed it tonight, guys. Thank you so much. Um, Mike and I will be coming to you soon. We have big plans to be in. Vegas? That's what I, that was gonna be my fucking news of the week. Did you buy your tickets? Not yet. We'll oh my it. god! But Jesus we'll Christ. Anyway, all right. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Hey, Dude, hey, guys, thanks. From the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> no problem, dude. It's Fred, by the way. All right, all right. Yeah. all right, adios, folks. See you next week. Hey everyone, thanks for listening along. We really hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we released new episodes. A big shout out over to our friends at Trauma Parlor, whose song <laughs> Fast One you heard throughout the show. Go check them out on Facebook and Spotify and show them some love. They're actually going to be coming on here pretty soon uh, for a bonus episode, so I'm really, really excited to interview those guys because it was. It, once again, Mark, thank you guys so much for letting us use your song. We, we really uh, love having you guys as the theme music to our podcast. Absolutely. And and the reason I laugh is because we would love to release episodes every week, but this is hard, yeah. man. Um, it's hard getting guests sometimes. It's hard just, like, managing our regular work schedules. Mike, I don't know if you guys know, Mike is building a company right now, and he is driving all over God's green earth trying to make that happen. So we appreciate your patience. We are doing everything we can do to get our audio, uh, uh, you know, audio quality right 
Um, and on top of that, then you have a co-host like me who can't stop saying our anonymous guest name over and over and over and over and over again on a pod where we're not supposed to say his name. So I want to apologize right now for the amount of shakes you just heard. <laughs> if you want to be one of our regulars, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BRP Drinkalong. You can listen on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and at the Bar Tab Rant Podcast. Um, uh, <laughs> Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We really need the personal validation. It, it really means a lot. It honestly, every time it, it makes my day when we when we hear from you guys, when uh, you guys comment, it, it, it really it, it brings a lot of joy to my sad, sad little life. <laughs> uh, so, if you want to be one of our VIP listeners, please subscribe to the Bartender Rant podcast on Patreon. So, VIPs, you're always going to have a seat at our bar. You're going to get access to our bonus content, which we're a little short on right now. But, you know, especially if you're listening to this, you know, in the future, you know, you're a new listener. We're really trying to at least have one bonus episode a month. So that way you guys get a little bit different cut into the industry and understand a little bit more of the the background stuff that goes on. And also hear about some other kind of, you know, uh, side stuff, you know, in the service industry that may not even have anything to do with bartending. Um, so, you know, we're going to, we're going to keep bringing that out to you guys as quick as we can. Um, but you're also going to have a chance to vote on new episode content. Steve and I are going to save up. We're going to take some trips and we're going to give our, uh, Patreon members, um, the ability to vote literally on where we go. So we'll save up some money to go on a trip Absolutely. and you can tell us where you want us to go. So, um, and then of course you're always going to get a 10% discount on all of our merchandise, which is finally available. Yes. The merch site is up. Prodigy DGG backslash bartender rant podcast check it out and we'll have the link at the end of the episode look if you really want to support of us if you want to be a big tipper you want to support of us yeah if you want to support of us and you want to be a big tipper aka one of our bozels feel free to make a donation at paypal under the bartender rant podcast at gmail.com and, and steve before, i'm going to cut you off because this is uh, anyone who's actually still listening right now i know most people just turn the episode off after you know it stops but th- this is a pledge that Steve and I make to you guys that any profit we make from any merch, any donations that you give to us on the Bartender and Podcast PayPal, um, any Patreon subscriptions, uh, 100% of that is going to go right back into the podcast. Steve and I aren't going to put... We are not here to make money. No, that, that is... to bring you great content. Steve, Steve and I have... Yeah, Steve and I both have jobs. We're both doing our thing to, to live our lives. And this is something that we love to do. And if you guys love it too and you want to help us out... We're going to take every cent that you guys give us and we're going to put it right back into the podcast. We're going to keep making our audio better and we're going to keep going places and meeting more bartenders and making more schedule, more time in our schedule to bring you more content. So I, I just want to let you know that that's our pledge to you, okay? We love the service industry. I mean, we really do. Look, there's a reason Mike and I can't pull ourselves out of it. It's because we love it. We want to bring you great content. And again, this is not our day job, but we're going to keep doing it. You know, we it's been a... It's been a hot, long summer. We've been up and down as far as episodes, but we are going to get back to our prime here. And with your help, we can keep the stories coming. We can interview local bartenders from coast to coast. And as always, don't just listen along. Drink along, baby. Sorry, that was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. You're still sexy. We are back, and we are going to get right back into it. Question number six. Jim, fuck me. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. 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 God Jimmy. damn it.